Hello and welcome to Binge Watch, the podcast where we take a look at the hottest new TV and film releases on streaming television platforms. I'm Hannah Fernando, the editor of Woman Magazine. And I'm Ian McEwen, writer on TV and Satellite Week magazine. And today we're looking at the new releases for the week starting Friday the 22nd of October 2021, including the new series of Sky Atlantic's acclaimed drama Succession and Apple TV's epic new sci-fi series, Invasion. And we'll also be looking at the belated return of action series Leverage on new platform IMDB TV and find out what's going on in Richard Hammond's workshop on Discovery+. Plus. But first, Ian, what is in the news? Well, Hannah, Jeremy Renner is back as Avenger Clint Barton, also known as Hawkeye, for another Marvel adventure on Disney+. Plus. What else is in the news? Adapted from the novel by Irvin Welsh, um, Crime on Britbox Brit even stars Grace Scott as D.I. Ray Lennox, who's investigating the disappearance of a schoolgirl. And at the same time, he's also trying to battle his own demons. A decent offering this week, I think. And we're going to start off with something big. It's a new sci-fi drama series arriving on Apple TV. It's called Invasion, and here's a clip. Listen to me. You're leaving now. That's my car! I'm keeping you safe. Safe from what? Your squad was lost in an encounter. Was that your only encounter? No. So this is from the producer of that Matt Damon film, The Martian. I don't know if you saw that about the astronaut who was stranded on Mars and had to fend for himself. It's a sort of War of the Worlds style series in that it's about an alien invasion. The difference in this series is that you see it from the perspective of people all over the globe. It's not just seen from people living in America. We do have some people living in America, I should say first. (laughs) There's a sheriff who is played by Sam Neill, the brilliant Sam Neill of Jurassic Park fame and so many other things. He's in Oklahoma. In Long Island, there's a couple who are having problems in their marriage. Then you've also got a soldier who is serving in Afghanistan. You've got a a bullied British schoolboy. Good to see London getting a look in. And there's also a Japanese astronaut who is up in space when it all happens. So they spend a lot of money on this. Uh, They've got a good cast. The effects look great. Best of all, they've really focused on character development. So they take their time. Initially, I mean, I, I love all this. So initially, there are these strange signs. So the sheriff notices this weird, it looks like a crop circle in a field. And he goes to investigate that. Uh, meanwhile, children are suffering these unexplained nosebleeds. So there are all these strange things happen, kind of power outages and things like that. And everyone's thinking, well, what's going on? Well, it soon becomes evident something quite bad. Yes, it's an alien invasion. So I'm a sucker for sci-fi series and films with this sort of theme. So I, I was really impressed by the quality of it. Uh, I'm going to stick with it because, it, yeah, as I say, it's a bit of a slow burner because you have to wait wait a while for it to really kick off in terms of you knowing exactly what is happening. But, yeah, it's intriguing. 
um, and I like the fact that it's set all around the world. What did you think of this, Hannah? Is this one for you? Well, you know what? I, I'm not a sucker for sci-fi at all, as you well know. However, um, you've got to give credit where it's due. You know, Apple TV absolutely knows what they're doing when they're making this sort of thing, don't they? And they, again, just put so much money into these things that it's so dramatic and the music is brilliant. It sets the scene. And so, yeah. I was also suckered in for this, um, albeit aliens and everything that I pretty much dislike in life was all there for me. Um, I enjoyed it. I, I, For me, it felt like um, a real powerhouse and something quite different. OK, well, you're going to talk to us about the return of a wonderful drama series on Sky Atlantic and Now TV, Succession. I dropped a bomb. The whole world is watching for my next move. You're the number one trending topic ahead of Tater Tots, and the Pope followed you. Uh, wow. Okay, no, this is not the... Re- is this the real... Uh, right. No, Great. I don't Thanks, think Greg. this is a Pope. My family have disappeared. I need to know where everyone is and what everyone's thinking. There he is, the little man who started this big war. If you haven't watched Succession before, you need to catch up because this isn't one I don't think, Ian, I'm not sure if you'd agree, that it's, you need to watch this first. You need to watch the first two um, series before you get into this one. I mean, you can catch up pretty quickly, but just to kind of have the lay of the land. So, you know, you're starting this series um, with what is essentially two, two battle lines um, and it's family war because... The Roy family, um, they're ready to go to war because the son has turned against the father. And of course, in the final episode, which was back in 2019, um, we saw Kendall Roy, the son, deliver this kind of really big shock to the whole foundation uh, to the whole family which shook it to its foundations and he reneged on a promise to sacrifice himself to save his father logan's vast media empire now of course we work in that very media industry don't we Ian? so you know the idea that families would be at war you know within such a it feels vast but within such a small world must be incredibly hard so he's straight in in series three to that to that battle um, and that aggro between the families and uh, the family and who's going to take which side and who and who won't and the nastiness and of course you know the son um, played by Jeremy Strong is a pretty unlikable character it's fair to say um, whereas dad although he's levels an awful lot of an awful things at him and he's incredibly obnoxious is just slightly more likable, I think, personally. He's just a more likable character. I, he's horrible on every level. But um, it's very, very dramatic. And I think that is the word that kind of really sums up this, this whole thing. It's just dramatic at every single point. It's bright lights, sirens, screeching, swearing. Um, it kind of does exactly what it's supposed to do after the first two series. I don't know if you're a fan of the first two or not, Ian. This is an amazing series, and of course it's written by Jesse Armstrong, who I think has established himself as one of our our greatest writers. He, of course, co-created one of my favourite shows of all time, Peep Show, with Sam Bain. And you can tell from watching this that he has worked on things like Veep and The Thick of It. And it's very much, for people who haven't seen it, they, I'm sure they must have read about it because it's, uh, I mean, it's an HBO series um, and it's won countless awards. And 
Armstrong did write a a script about the Murdoch family, but which never got made. But obviously, you can see from this, this is very much based on that kind of media family where you've got the patriarch, who's played by the brilliant Brian Cox, and the children who are all sort of manoeuvring to try and uh, take over this big media empire, hence the title Succession. It's got a fantastic cast, and where where um in the thick of it the sort of tirades were were done for comic effect and and this is very darkly comic when when Brian Cox's character lays into people it's it's really it's terrifying I mean it's funny but it's really brutal I mean including to his own kids he's absolutely brutal towards mm. them so mm. yeah it's um and at the beginning of this new series as you say so Kendall He's kind of having a bit of a meltdown as he's, you know, he's basically kind of uh, naming and shaming his dad <laughs> as kind of a bully. And um, the rest of the family are all assembled on this airstrip. <laughs> they don't know what's going on. It's br- the, the dialogue is superb. It's such high quality. The performances are great. And yeah, but as you say, I particularly like Kieran Culkin in this, who plays one of the sons, uh, Roman, and also Matthew McFadden plays uh, the son-in-law. And you'll have heard from the clip that we played, there's this very amusing character who's who's out of his depth, very much in a sort of thick of it, in the loop style. He's supposed to be kind of monitoring the, the media, what's happening in the media and social media for Kendall, but he has no idea what he's doing. So yeah, it's a it's a fantastic combination of very dark comedy, and drama and i can't recommend it highly enough but yeah you're right go back if you haven't watched them watch series one and two and you will find out why everyone's been raving about this show ever since it started do you do you agree though that the dad is more likable that is more kind of even though he's absolutely rotten and awful in so many ways the son who's trying to prove that he's horrible and tell the world almost comes out worse i don't know it just to me just does he's he's really ranty it's an interesting point because i mean this is a series in which really everyone for in different ways is utterly thoroughly dislikable and despicable um and so in some ways it's quite hard to watch it because there's no there aren't really any likable characters whatsoever but it's just compelling stuff it really is Mm. now something slightly different people may remember from a while back there was a series called leverage which was cancelled in 2012 and basically it was kind of like a caper crime series about a group of con artists who who preyed on bad guys and it it very much sort of harked back i think to shows like mission impossible the a-team because i mean as well as being action-packed it also had a slightly kind of light-hearted feel to it and it starred timothy hutton and our own Gina Bellman, who way back was in one of my favourite uh, sitcoms, Coupling. So they're bringing it back on this new platform called IMDb TV. It's now called Leverage Redemption. And here is a clip. It's gotten a lot worse out there since you hung it up. We can use the help. No shortage of rich bad guys. No, I'm retired. I haven't been on the con for years. We should steal something. As I say, this is about a group of con artists with different skills. There's a hacker, 
There's an ex-Black Ops soldier, there's a thief, and there's a grifter, Sophie, who is played by Bellman. Timothy Hutton's character, Nate, who was the gang leader, he's no longer on the scene, but we're going to get a new, well, a couple of new members of the gang. One of them is played by Noah Weil, of course, the star, former star of ER, and he plays this lawyer called Harry, who's been working for a sort of corporate bad guy, but now he's he's seen the light and he wants to reform. So it very much reminds me, yeah, the episode one is all about a sort of heist um, in a museum. They're trying to steal a painting. And it's, it's all about kind of one last job. Let's get the gang back together. It's got that kind of vibe. They're also introducing a, a, a new younger character who's very kind of tech savvy and is, is the sister of one of the regular members of the gang. I like it because it's an easy watch and it, it does remind me of kind of the shows that uh, that I grew up with, the American shows that, that were great fun. It's got a, got a sort of slight Ocean's Eleven type vibe, hasn't it? So it's pretty undemanding. I'm a big fan of Gina Bellman. Fairly lightweight, lighthearted, but full of action and full of fun. What do you think about this one, Hannah? Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, it's just action-packed, isn't it? And it is fun. You, you've kind of said it, really. Gina Bellman's absolutely great. I mean, just watching con artists um, perform is quite special in itself, isn't it? Because it really is an art form, because it's really quite clever. And as you say, they introduce, you know, different kind of con artists, and you kind of see how they work and, and how they interact and how they get what, you know, the end result that they want to. But also it's got humour to it. So I think it's... um like you say, it's a very light watch, easy watch, um, not something that you know, is going to be too arduous of an evening. Um, and it, I don't know, yeah, I think you're right. It sort of makes it, reminds you of being a bit younger, really. It's, it's bringing it all back. It's making us relook at our youth, Ian. Absolutely. And I did I actually did have a chat with Gina Bellman about this series. And, and I asked her if she'd ever been sort of the victim of a scam or a con. Mm. And she said, well, she just has her... She had her car stolen and it was so dirty and full of rubbish that when they when they found it, that the car thief had actually had it valeted, which I thought was quite, <laughs> quite amusing. That brings me, I tell you what, that brings me on rather neatly to our final offering of the week, which you're going to tell us about on Discovery Plus, Richard Hammond's Workshop. I've been around cars my whole working life. That is a car. I love cars. Always have. Right, this is officially quite exciting. Hello, boys. It's a bomb bug. Why have you got one of these, though? Now I'm taking my obsession. I've had a brilliant idea. To another level. I'm going to learn how to restore cars for real. I'm starting a classic car restoration workshop. Now, anyone that knows me knows that I do like a bit of Richard Hammond, the hamster. Um, this is something very, very... I say it's something very different. It is different, actually, and it's got a really different vibe to it. So um, Richard Hammond is, you know, no stranger to cars. We know that we've seen him in so many different car shows, but he's always got his kind of his other guys around him, hasn't he? Um, in the form of uh, Jeremy Clarkson, particularly, who kind of paves the way. And I don't know, he, this is this is him on his own and the cameras are following him because he is starting his own car 
restoration business. Now, it's a bit of a vanity project, in my opinion. You, uh, From a nosy perspective, you kind of get to see a little bit into his life, into the world that he lives in with his wife, Mindy, and, you know, their lovely stables and ponies and their lovely home and country life and all that. So, you know, from a kind of like a house porn point of view, you get a really good look. Um, but also, you and, and also you get interactions with his wife, who, you know, fairly well wears the trousers, I'd say, on a lot of occasions, because she gets quite cross with him. Um, but anyway, that's a side point. This is all about um, him restoring cars. So he's hit a point in his life, and he's saying, do you know what? Going to work for me was going to the airport, getting on a plane, being away for two weeks and then coming home again. Now I'm just going to the garage at the end of at the end of my many fields. No, he doesn't say that. At the end of my, you know, in the garden. And um, he's joined forces with um, with these two guys who have been in the business for ages. So he stumped up the cash and they've kind of put in all their equipment and also all their expertise. And they're looking to restore people's cars um and you know he quite rightly says people are sort of waiting for him to fall and you're going to watch him on this journey as to whether he'll make this business a, su a success but what will be interesting is whether he really does want to be grounded now and we aren't going to see him on some you know on on, on some of these other shows um with his henchmen in the future but it's a uh, it's quite different you get a real view to him as a person i think um it's not as I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it very much, but I don't think it's quite as funny. I I do like it. I do like it when he's around James and Jeremy. I'm afraid. What did you think, Ian? I do like Hammond, although I I did wonder, as you say, without the other two, whether in this his sort of man-child, sort of cheekily optimistic, excitable personality might <laughs> might wear a little bit thin. There is jeopardy in it because, you know, he's stumping up his own money for, for what could, as you know, could end in disaster. <laughs> and it certainly didn't start off very promisingly. Mm. But yeah, I mean, as seen on Top Gear, which he used to work on, um, his grandfather used to work in the car building industry so he's got the lineage and obviously he's got the the knowledge of cars from the grand tour and top gear but um can he make a go of it and as you see in episode one uh there's quite a few hiccups along the way it does feature one of the cars that i really liked when i was growing up in the 70s the bond bug so they repair a bunch of this beautiful orange three-wheeler mm. they repair this bond bug which as they tell us, was designed by the same person who designed the iconic Rally Chopper. And yeah, I I I really like the fact that we get a bit of an insight into uh, his his home life, which looks <laughs> he's got a great life, doesn't it? It looks terrific. I think. I mean, it's great that like obviously May yeah. and Clarkson have have been doing their own shows. I mean, Hammond's done his sort of side projects as well but this is very much this is a real personal thing isn't it it's, you know he's putting his money where his mouth is and that you know it's all on the line here so yeah i think it's it's it was an enjoyable watch now we've got to that part in the podcast hannah where you tell us what on earth have you been doing late at night over the past week i have been watching gordon gino and fred on their travels and i just it is funny isn't it you can't get away from it it's funny i mean there we are seeing gordon ramsay on you know strictly which of course i'm now absolutely obsessed with um in the audience crying and a very different version of gordon ramsay um on the road with uh, gino and fred and of course the one that i was watching was 
they were they were making cocktails and they had to make cocktails that tasted like a greek salad or a satsiki and uh, which all sounds very very odd but apparently very tasty how about you ian you can't get away from it. it was even on the lunchtime news squid game the netflix series everyone's talking about and it's a south korean show it's kind of a social satire really about all these people who were who heavily in debt and they agree to take part in these very dangerous games um they're marshaled by these masked characters so which they could win a lot of money or they could lose literally everything so i've been watching that and yes i've enjoyed it it's a south korean show we've just got time to look ahead to next week so what are we going to be viewing Well, Larry David gets himself into more socially awkward scrapes as his brilliant sitcom Curb Your Enthusiasm starts a new series on Sky Comedy. I love that show. And Mayanna Burring stars in the Britbox comedy drama series One Night, which is about a waitress and a carpenter who go on a blind date. So we look forward to those and more. But in the meantime... (laughs) 